Hello and welcome to the Deep Pockets and Stilettos podcast. I'm your host, Lorianne, and my goal is to help women feel empowered and in control of their financial lives. On this podcast, we discuss concrete advice on how to move forward in your financial journey, whether you are already advanced or starting from scratch. And we also dive into mindset shifts around money that are critical for financial success. So if you want to take charge of your finances and feel inspired and empowered, go ahead and give it a listen. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Deep Pockets and Stilettos podcast. Today, I have an episode for you about a subject that is not very often talked about, unfortunately, almost as if it was a taboo topic, and that is money fears. These fears can be conscious or subconscious. Either way, they're probably impacting how you behave around money and really Success is found in behavior in life. So what you do around money is a very important part of growing your wealth and achieving your financial goals. So first, to start this episode, I would like to go over the most common money fears, those fears that we have all experienced at some point in our lives and can very much relate to, and to debunk them with rational thinking. So now let's take a look at the first fear, which I think is actually pretty common. And that fear is, I don't know how to manage money. And I would say two cases fall within that fear. The first one is the person actually knows what to do with the money, but they're not self-confident enough. And in the second case, it's more so beginner fear because this person has not done the research already to know what to do with money. So let's take a look at these two cases. So in the first case, you've done your research and you know or you have a pretty good idea about where you should place your money or what to do with the money, the lump sum you have uh, sitting on your bank account. But somehow you have this little voice in your head, this limiting belief and money fear that is telling you that you don't know how to manage money. And I think a good thing to ask you in that um, scenario is, am I a planner, a researcher, or am I a doer? And I can speak from experience on this one because I am a researcher. And basically, as a researcher, what you do is bury yourself in hours of research out of fear of actually taking a wrong action. And of course, like taking wrong actions with money have consequences. So not saying that this fear that I have personally is not justified. It is justified. But at some point, I think it's also helpful to understand that you ha- you're getting marginal returns on every hour more you spend researching something that you already have researched a thousand times. And so in that case, where you actually know about what you should do with your money because you've done your research, I would say just take action. You know you're not confident enough and it's probably the case in other areas of your life. So again, it's where self-awareness comes in and can tell you whether you've gone too far in the research trap and actually like what will help you move forward is to take action. And it's also good to remember that confidence is built with actions. 
So right now, if you're stuck and you feel like this extra hour of research is going to give you the confidence you need to invest, you're wrong. It's never going to happen. What's going to prompt you to act is actually to conquer your fear and do the thing you fear. And over time, as you do the things you fear, you're going to feel more confident about your ability to manage money. Now let's talk about the second case that falls within that fear when the person who has that fear is actually not that knowledgeable about money because they haven't done the research or they haven't taken the time to learn more. And this one is actually what I would say beginner fear. And unfortunately, so many people stay at this stage because money is made cryptic and no one talks about it. It's a very taboo topic. And I feel like no one tells us that, you know, we can learn about money. When we want to master a subject that we know very little about, what do we do? We learn about it and we become better about it over time. So why would money have to be any different? Let's take skiing, for example. If you knew nothing about skiing and you were going skiing with friends, are you going to take the hardest slope heads on? No, you're going to stay in the bunny slope and take lessons because you don't know about skiing. So you know you have a good learning curve ahead of you and you're okay to be a beginner with skiing. But when it comes to money, I don't know why we tell the story to ourselves that we should know about money. And to an extent, we should. It's a societal problem. But this is not on us. But there's this shame associated with not knowing about money, especially in adulthood, because we think that we should know by now, even though no one ever taught us. And it's kind of taboo to talk about money. And most people don't trust themselves around money because one, it's made complicated and also because there's shame about being a beginner with money in adulthood. We don't want to ask for advice. We feel bad about it because it's such a taboo topic. And so I think to overcome this fear, you need first off to overcome the shame about not really knowing much about money or how to manage money. It's not a programming that we're born with. There's nothing more important than learning how money works and kind of, you know, moving the needle for yourself and your family and the generations to come. And, you know, no one would expect you to read without knowing the alphabet. So how would you know where to put your money in investments or how to grow your money for retirements or invest for your college kids funds if you know nothing about it and no one ever taught you and you never had the opportunity to learn about it. So the next time you don't trust yourself about money or you keep, you know, repeating that fear inside your head that you don't know uh, how to manage money, I want you to pause and reframe and tell yourself the following. I might not know about money right now, but I trust myself to do the research so that I can be more knowledgeable about money and so that I can be confident in my money decisions in the future. And so the first thing to do to overcome this fear is to accept to be a student. In adulthood, we have trouble accepting that we don't know about something. 
And it's actually um, something I ran into with this podcast. But sometimes we need to accept to be a beginner at something. There is no shame in this. And it's actually only more power to us for recognizing our shortcomings and being willing to do something about it. And logically enough, the sooner you accept that and start doing the things that are necessary to do, the sooner you will be better than a beginner and move away from the beginner stage. So removing that resistance and that shame that is only working against you is really the first step to overcoming this fear. And the second is to research, research, research. You just said you don't know about money. So how on earth are you expecting to be better if you don't put in the time and effort to just find out the information. And being well-informed is worth 10 times more than having all the false confidence in the world. There is no fake it until you make it with investing. So accept that you know nothing and that the only way forward is for you to look for information and integrate this information little by little So over time, you can build an inside library of knowledge around investing. So the first fear was, I don't know how to manage money and I'm afraid of making mistakes. So now let's look at fear number two, which is actually a bit of a spin-off of fear number one. Let me explain. And this one actually might not sound like a fear when you first hear it and It's because it's actually a disguise, it's a front. And that fear is actually saying, I'm just not that interested in money. And I'm not talking about, you know, people who are not interested about money or investments and don't want to talk about it at the dinner table. That's perfectly fine and acceptable. I'm talking about people who are adamant on not talking about it and just plain outright rejecting the topic. And usually how this will unfold is that a person would ask me advice or ask advice to someone about money or finances and me or someone else would start answering the question and then this person would shut me or the other person down on the spot saying, well, I'm not that interested anyways. First of, rude. And then why did you ask then? And what happened here is that the person was actually interested, but when me or the other person started answering, they felt a little in over their head. And instead of, you know, accepting that they are a beginner with money and they don't know much about it right now and overcoming this shame about not knowing about money, as we mentioned in fear number one, they decided to panic and shut down the person they had asked to for advice. And while in the first scenario, the first fear, the person was concerned about making money mistakes uh, while saying, I don't know how to manage money. In that scenario, the person is actually not fearful about money mistakes. It's nothing concrete. They are fearful about how their knowledge or lack thereof about money is going to be perceived within the conversation. And they are obviously insecure about it. And so they'd rather remove themselves from the conversation or 
you know, rejected, saying, I'm not interested anyways, to not take the risk to appear like they don't know anything about money. And so in that case, the I'm just not that interested is actually a disguise for I don't know anything about money and I feel shame about it. And this fear can actually be conscious or subconscious. In the conscious part, the person knows exactly what they're doing. They know they have shame and so they're avoiding the topic. But in the subconscious part, it's even more vicious and the person, and I have to say, it tends to be a more of a women tendency than men. We convince ourselves internally that we are not interested in money. We trick our brain into thinking that money is not our problem and almost have a little political campaign inside to convince ourselves that, no, 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 we're, we're not interested. And so how do you overcome that fear, whether it is manifesting in a, the conscious or the subconscious form? Well, if it is conscious, you know what you're doing. So there is really no point for you in entertaining that lie anymore. And so I would just ask you to refer to the first fear because it's essentially the same. And what you need to do to feel less shame around your lack of knowledge of money is to acquire knowledge about money. So go back to the first stage and do the research and accept to be a beginner. It's okay. And it's totally okay to say in a conversation to someone you asked for information, okay, I'm sorry, you're going too fast for me. I'm a beginner here. So can you please like backtrack so I can understand more or, you know, ask a follow-up question. It's okay to say you don't know about something. It's actually a sign of intelligence and, and humility. And if the fear is subconscious and you've truly convinced yourself that money is not your concern, you're not interested, I would like you to think about it rationally. Since when has money, the thing that almost everyone uses as a means of exchange and to live, stopped being of interest? It makes no sense rationally. We all use money on a daily basis and money allows us to live the life we want. So how can it not be of interest for us? And also ask yourself the question that if it's not of interest for you, why are you feeling so insecure about it and rejecting the topic? Because if we're all honest with ourselves, there are many topics of conversations where we're not interested in, but we're all able to sustain a you know, fairly short social conversation about this topic, even if it's not of interest to us. So why is it that money triggers you if you think you have that fear? You probably wouldn't feel so shameful if the conversation was around gardening and you knew nothing about gardening. So why is it that money triggers this reaction in you? And I think it's because we receive contrary messages about money. Money is made to feel important within society because, you know, it's everywhere. It's in the headlines. Everyone talks about money. But at the meantime, no one actually talks about it in a way that is helpful for people to become financially literate and independent. All we see is 
reality shows about lavish lifestyles and huge houses that cost millions of dollars, but no one is ever explaining to us what is an index fund or how to invest or runs us through the investing philosophy of Vanguard or Fidelity. No one does that for us. So I think for those of us who experience this fear, we feel like we should know and master the money game because it's advertised everywhere that this is the way to win in life. But we feel so much pain and so helpless because at the meantime, no one is providing us with a concrete way to do this. So how do you overcome this fear if it is subconscious? The first thing you need to do is to be introspective. Go to the root cause of why do you have this fear. And I think a great technique for that is the five wise Japanese technique that is often used for supply chain management. It's a theory. And basically, it's a theory that says that to go to the root cause of any problem, you need to ask why five times. So for this topic, it would go like this. Why can't I speak about money? Why do I feel such resistance? Or why am I trigger triggered by the money topics? Well, it's because when I was a child, we were not about to talk about money at the table because those conversations were deemed to be for only greedy people. And then a good follow-up question to the first why would be, well, if everyone uses money to live or works for money, why would conversations on how to manage money only be for greedy people? Why would it make someone greedy when it is actually something we use on a daily basis? So you get the gist of it. You need to ask why five times to really get to the root cause. And the reasoning behind this theory is that decision-making should be emotionless and finances is an emotionless science. So the more you can get to the rational and not the emotional, the better you're going to be on your financial journey. So that's what I would do to overcome this fear. I would really be introspective and look at the root cause because chances are it's not rational. And once you get it and you do the mental exercise to understand it, you'll be free from it. And the third and final fear that is very common is being afraid that the cycle of money will repeat itself. And this fear also manifests itself as the fear of lack, the fear of I will never have enough. This fear is rooted in scarcity, in a scarcity mindset. And basically it triggers you to think that no matter what you do, you won't be able to overcome the conditions you were born with, the financial conditions you were born with. And therefore the cycle of money is just doomed to repeat itself endlessly. Usually this fear is the case for people who grew up with socioeconomic challenges or in poverty and that are afraid that they're never going to break out of this cycle. They feel like they have a cloud over their head and that they will always be set back to where they started. And the first thing to do to step out of this fear is to rationalize. You do not need to live 
where you started. And I mean, live as an image. It's not because you started your life at point A that you can go to point B, point C, point Z if you want. Life is ever evolving and as a result, so can you. The second thing you can do is to study money. Again, research. Who is winning the game? What do these people do? Looking up people who maybe grew up with the same conditions that have you and have advanced themselves in life can be a very inspiring way to overcome that fear. And the third and by far most important thing, if you have that fear, is to not give in to the sirens of lifestyle inflation. Lifestyle inflation happens when you get a salary increase and you increase your lifestyle to match that new salary. So basically, every time you have a pay bump, you increase your spending by that similar amount. And it's actually a surefire way to never get advanced in your finances. At some point when you become comfortable in life, thinking about wealth preservation is a great way to maintain and advance your finances. Focusing on actually being rich versus looking rich, which is a common trap, is actually something that will really, really set you apart in life. So these were the most common fears that I think we've all experienced or felt at some point in our lives or maybe are still feeling to this day. And remember, those fears are mostly irrational and not rooted in a sensical reasoning. So if you are able to reframe those fears or take actions that would prove the fear wrong, if you may, then you will feel more confident and less fearful or less limited in your financial journey or around the money topic in general. And how you can do that is through positive affirmations to reframe your fear or just doing research. Something as simple as doing one hour of research per week can go a very long way to increase your confidence on the money topic and help you advance in your financial journey. And something I encourage you as well to do is to be more introspective about the fears you might have. And I'd like to finish up this episode by proposing an exercise. And this exercise is actually to remember and analyze your first money memory. So think about your first money memory. Where was it? With whom? And what do you remember about it? Once you have been able to pinpoint the memory, I want you to analyze it and ask yourself the following questions. Has it ever played a role in how I behave around money? In the fears that I may have around money? How has this molded my behavior to this day? Chances are it certainly did have an impact on you and might explain some of your current money behaviors in your adult life. So that's it for this week's episode. I hope it gave you a good overview of the most common money fears and how to overcome them. And until next time, don't forget to think about that first money memory and how it might have played a role in how you behave today with money. I will see you next week with a new episode. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, don't forget to rate and leave a review. It's the best way to help the podcast grow and get discovered by other women like you that are looking to take their financial game to the next level. Also, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any new episode. I'll see you next time. And in the meantime, remember, take action to materialize the life you want. The information contained in this podcast is not intended as and shall not be understood or construed as financial, legal, and tax advice. I am not an attorney, accountant, or financial advisor, nor am I holding myself out to be. And the information contained here is not a substitute for financial advice from a professional who is aware of the facts and circumstances of your individual situation.